Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Taryn Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey there, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, spooksters. We are doing another patron select today, and we are going to be talking about Sam Little. Aaron is the one who requested this, so thank you, Aaron. Actually, fun fact, I had thought this case was something (laughs) completely different and was like, Tara, let's do all this research on this other person called the Grim Sleeper. And then Tara's like, "Uh, so I've done all this, but this isn't the right person. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like, just kidding. Jessica's going to do it on her own. It's fine. (laughs) But if you like a dedicated episode like Aaron is getting, you can by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls or hit the show notes. There is a link tree that will take you directly there. And if for $10 a month and up, you get to pick and have a dedicated episode. So just go ahead and check that out over there. There's lots of different tiers if you want to support the show in any way you can do that. But if you want an episode, that is the tier it starts at. So yeah, we're going to get right in. Okay. I kind of approach this topic a little differently because Sam Little or Samuel Little, he or Samuel McDowell, however, whoever the fuck he is, he is the clusterest of fucks of humans. Mm-hmm. He is an American serial killer. So that is his like type. But title. Mm-hmm. He has confessed to 93 murders or he confessed to 93 murders, mostly women, some so men. Scary. But yeah, and this is one of those like weird cases, just spoiler alert. So like they found him because of CODIS. Mm-hmm. This dickweed was already in prison <laughs> and, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were like, oh, okay. So Samuel Little, aka Samuel McDowell, was born June 7th, 1940 in Reynolds, Georgia to his mother who he claimed was a prostitute. There's, I guess, been no 100% substantiation of that claim, but he has made that. After she gave birth, the family moved to Ohio and he was brought up by his grandmother, which is interesting because like, I feel like when there's an extra parent or a non-traditional parent, you get the the blamey type killers, you know, who were like, it's been my upbringing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so he attended Hawthorne Junior High School where he had problems with discipline, which is no surprise, and he didn't really achieve much. And this is about the time he started having sexual fantasies 
about strangling women. Mm, don't like that. Well, I shouldn't say he started this. I think this is when he started realizing that it was like sexual. Mm-hmm. But he said that as a child, he imagined strangling. He even in kindergarten mm-hmm. imagined strangling his teacher. Oh, my God. That's so young. And he said it was because he saw her touch her neck. And that is what like sparked him to be like, oh, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. He also like Ted Bundy. We talked on here about how he was talking about those like crime, true crime or those detective magazines that like depicted women mm-hmm. being like. Mm-hmm. So he also was a collector of those. So at 16, and so 1956, he was convicted of a B&E, a breaking and entering, in Omaha, Nebraska, and he spent some time in a juvenile detention center. Then the family moved to Florida, where he lived with his mom until the late 60s, and he did various types of work, including that of a cemetery worker, an ambulance attendant, and that's by his own account. There, again, is no substantiation on that. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? I know we are right in the holiday season and in the middle of winter, so a lot of us deal with seasonal depression. So I know for me, checking in with my therapist definitely helps. And what's great about our sponsor is there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the service is available for clients worldwide. So spooksters that are international, you can take advantage of this as well. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional office therapy and financial aid is available, which is great, especially when we're all trying to save money during the holiday season. So visit BetterHelp.com slash SpookedGirls. That's Better H-E-L-P and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. He said that he began to travel more widely and had more run-ins with the law. He had been arrested in eight states, including driving under the influence, fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he was like a career criminal. He's like one of those that you like mm-hmm. look at and you're like, ooh, that escalated. Yeah. He also fancied himself a prize fighter. Mm. I guess he would do some boxing things when he was in prison. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So in 1961, he was sentenced to three years in prison for breaking into a furniture store back in Ohio, but he was released in 1964. And by 1975, he had been arrested 26 times in 11 states. Wow. That's the records that we have. And those included the theft, assault, attempted rape, fraud, and attacks on government officials. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... On January 30th, 1970, Sam would pick up his first known, and this is by his account, his first murder victim. And her name was Mary Bosley, and she was 33, and she was at a bar in North Miami Beach, Florida. He went into the bar, and he picked her up, and she went with him willingly. This wasn't like he tricked her. Like, I guess that they were in the bar, and they were, like, flirting with one another, and she went out with him, and things seemed to be, like, you know, cool. In fact, at one point, she was so cool with it. This is what was weird because they were like, they were driving and then she sat and then she was sitting in his lap. And I'm like, how? (laughs) 
<laughs> what was she small? Was she tiny? Like under five foot? <laughs> she a micro person. Like there's no <laughs> other way. I was I was like, okay, I hope they were like parked. Well, just because of like safety reasons. I mean, granted, he is a serial killer, so I don't think he's that concerned. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd be like, that would be a big tip off. Like, if you didn't want to attract law enforcement, maybe you shouldn't have someone sit on your lap. Mm-hmm. Right. So according to him, he drove her to a secluded area in the Everglades and strangled her to death and then buried her in a shallow grave. So that was in 1970. Five years later, FBI analysts, Violent Criminal Apprehension Program, or VICAP, began linking. This is when VICAP became really important. VICAP and like CODIS, I think, are about the, are kind of the same thing. And so they started linking because the DNA, they were like, oh, shit, there's all this DNA that matched because that wasn't his, his first murder. So after that, they started realizing that like a ton of these crimes were linked together and that he was the most prolific serial killer in the United States. But they had no idea who he was. Right. So like I mentioned earlier, he confessed to 93 murders and they basically the FBI, according to their own website, says that they believe all his confessions are credible. So it's not like how when Ted Bundy was like, I'm going to tell you where all the bodies are hidden, but not really. Mm -hmm. This was legit. And they've actually, law enforcement has verified 50 of those confessions. Oh, my God. And there are, like, so many more that are still at this point, like, pending. Mm -hmm. So his murder spree went from 1970 to 2005. Damn. But the thing is, a lot of them, when they go back and they look, some of them, they're like, oh, no, this person died of an overdose or an mm-hmm. accident. Or, But then they're like, wait a second, did they die of, a, of an overdose or an accident or did he kill them? Mm-hmm. And it just looked that way. Right. And this is one of those cases that, like, I got really mad because I was reading those articles and it was like, the one thing is, like, Sam... Like, Sam never called them anything. Like, I mean, he granted he referred to sex workers as, like, prostitutes and, like, you know, that kind of, like, negatively. But, like, he, it wasn't necessarily, like, he thought of them any less. Mm -hmm. But there was, like, a whole ass article where it was, like, in the title where it was, like, Sam Little talks, or, like, Sam Little's less dead victim. What? And you know how much I hate that fucking term. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just like, why the fuck? People, stop using that. That's not an appropriate term. Not at all. Nobody is less dead. Right. So, like I said, so many of his victims, they thought overdosed, accidental, undetermined causes. And some of the bodies were still never found. And then some of the bodies were found because when he started confessing, he was like, go here and you'll find them. And they went there and they found them. Mm -hmm. Which means that nobody had found them up until his confession. According to VICAP criminal analysis, Christy Palaliazzo, sorry, that is not how you say it. I apologize, Christy. So for many years, Sam Little believed he wouldn't be caught because he thought no one was accounting for his victims. Even though he had already been in prison, the FBI believes it is important to seek justice for each victim and to close every case possible, which I think is noble because they could be like, well, he confessed to all these. Let's just like close the book. The FBI website does an amazing job of kind of outlining this. They also have some of his interviews up, and I watched part of one of his interviews, and I will be really honest with you. It was hard for me to listen to this man talk about how he murdered these individuals mm-hmm. with such, like, seemed like he was talking about going to get something to eat. It's like when we were talking about yeah. 
the Twilight murders, like it's that same concept where it's like they're just there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. I watched one where he was talking about there was an unmatched confession of a woman who he was like he met her. He had encountered a, a black female in North Little Rock, Arkansas, and he didn't know exactly when it was. It was between 1992 and 1994. Later, they substantiated it that it was April 20th, 1994. Because I think also he was like heavy into drugs. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Because he said that he met her like at a crack house. So he met this woman and he says he remembers that it was cold and possibly snowing. I don't know much about Arkansas weather, but I don't know if it snows in April. Does it snow in April in Alaska? Uh, Yeah. Oh, I should never have asked. It's good snow in July in Alaska. What am I talking about? <laughs> I mean, when I lived in Colorado, it definitely did snow on Mother's Day one year. So, I mean, it just, you know, crazy weather. Just, oh, yeah. just depends. <laughs> so he described her as being about 24 years old, between 5'5 five, five and 5'7, five, approximately 200 pounds. He said that they stayed together for about two or three days off and on. He went to a, the local Kroger's in North Rock, Arkansas, and he got caught shoplifting. And so he had parked his car out in the parking lot. So this woman just went and was like hanging around in his parking lot. And then he went off to jail. But he was only in there mm -hmm. for like a couple of hours mm -hmm. because the manager of Kroger's was like, I don't want this chick in my parking lot. So let him go. He said then after that, he was in a 1978 yellow Cadillac Eldorado. But though he can't even remember, it, it's possibly a Dodge. I was like, what? Those aren't even close to the same. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Every car guy right now is like, mm, that's suspicious. <laughs> yeah. And so he st stated that he returned to the vehicle and she was asleep. And so he drove her out to, quote unquote, meet her ex-boyfriend, who was a man by the name of Bear. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, it was in, like, quotes. But he believes that Bear is deceased now, which I was like, is Bear deceased now because you killed right. him? If you haven't finished your holiday shopping yet, don't panic. We've got the secret source for incredible original gifts, and that's Uncommon Goods. UncommonGoods.com has the absolute best gifts for everyone in your life. We're talking moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, and your one and only. And it's not stuff that you can find just anywhere. Uncommon Goods has unique and creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So skip the gifts that scream last minute and find something truly original at UncommonGoods.com. Some of my favorite things on their site right now are the whiskey and rum making kit with a cute little mini barrel and the floating moon desk lamp, which is a levitating 3D lunar replica that rotates while emitting a meditative glow. And there's so much more. Uncommon Goods also offers uncommon experiences. Choose from live online classes in mixology, cooking, flower arranging, embroidery, and more. To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash spookedgirls. That's uncommongoods.com slash spookedgirls for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. He said that they stayed there for a while and then he drove her back to her like where she was staying and then they were hanging out again. And that he said he drove outside of like north of Little Rock, Arkansas and drove down like a little dirt road and he strangled her. This is the confession that I watched and he was just like, so I could see the road from where I was like he he outlined it, it was very like BTK. 
It was very like, this is what happened. And I was like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't like this. Yeah. So then I watched No More because I was like, I already have trouble sleeping. I don't need Sam fucking little in my head at night. Yeah, no, no. So he has a lot, a lot of unmatched. I mean, like I said, he has, you know, he confessed to like 93 and they've substantiated 50. So there's like 43 that are just like, they don't know who they are. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's so many. And I mean, he traveled all over. So like one was in New Orleans and he said it was in 1982. And he stated that he thought it was approximately 1982 and possibly the autumn. He met another black female in New Orleans. He described her to be between 30 and 40, between 5'8 and 5'9, weighing about 160 pounds. He said that she had honey colored skin and medium length hair. Oh, also, here's another fun thing about Sam Little. He has drawn out all of his victims. Ew. Yeah, so it's like creepy art. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like it. I was like, this whole case just had me like, "Mm, I don't like this. (laughs) And the the fucked up thing is it's like he, he got away with it. Like, what, 45 years? 70 to 2005? I can't math right now, guys. It's like almost 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) No, 35, 35. (laughs) 80, 90, 2000, and then the five. Oh, you're right. You're right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, guys. My brain. I had it right the first time, though. It's okay. (laughs) So even that's a really long ass time. And I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that he was like crisscrossing the country. Like, yeah. Can you going in different locations and stuff? Yeah, for sure. Right. So if if you were in New Orleans and you're like, let's say they found this body and they're investigating this woman, your suspect is gone. And I'm sure that a lot of his victims out there that local law enforcement may have found another like suspect. Yeah, probably. Like, think of how many people went to jail that should not have because of him. Right. That's crazy. Exactly. I'm just like, this dude is this dude is scary. And one of the things that, like, in my opinion, sets him apart from a lot of the other ones is, like, when you talk about, like, BTK talks about his killings. Like, he remembers, like, every little detail. He knows their names. He knows. And it's not just, like, because somebody told him. Like, Dennis Rader fucking remembered that shit. The knowledge was part of his trophies. This guy killed so many people that he can barely keep them straight. Mm, Gross. I mean, I was reading how like he would start telling about one person and then, then all of a sudden he would be like over here talking about a whole other person. He'd be like, oh no, no, that's not right. That's not right at all. I'm like, how the fuck do you know? That's not, that's not how this works. You know, you're not supposed to forget these people. And I mean, he just, he had a really long ass fucking, I mean, that's just he an insane He had a long amount. ass fucking? Yeah, he had a long ass fucking. He deserves one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> he does. I mean, he did die of cancer. And I do possibly want to say might have been rectal. Oh. No, he died of diabetic complications. I take it back. Never mind. <laughs> You're just making shit up. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry, that's guys. Fine. No, I really wanted him to die of ass cancer. I think that's what it is. I remember when I was like, oh, he died. And I was like, I hope it was ass cancer. Because he is an ass cancer. People right now are like, oh, my God, Jessica. (laughs) Jessica's sleep deprived, guys. I'm so sorry. Oh, there's been an update. I just I wanted to like check really quick because I know that they update 
they've been updating stuff about him, mm-hmm. they have confirmed 60, not 50. <gasps> oh, my God. Of his murders. So that's, wow. that's a good sign, though. Yeah, at least they're getting answers for those victims' families and stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, he, and he doesn't remember. And it, Holy shit. Yeah. There's a, like, one of the things that's really interesting is, like, he's been arrested so many times. He has, like, the mug shot through the years going on. Like, the young Sam Little and the different, and what's interesting is, is like, the different hairstyles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he started in the 60s <laughs> and was, like, arrested in the 90s. So, yeah. So, he was already in prison at that time. In 2014, he was tried for the murders of three individuals. Their names are Carol Elford, uh, Guadalupe Apodka, and Audrey Everett. And he was tried for them, in, like I said, in September of 2014. The DNA is what put him away for that. And so he was in prison. So on September 25th, 2014, Little was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. So then he was in a prison in L.A. In 2018, this is where he gets chatty. And they start recording because at that point, on November 9th, 2018, he confesses to the 1996 fatal strangulation of Melissa Thomas. And then he just starts like literally day in and day out, started confessing about all these different ones. Wow. It's yeah, it's just it's really hard because like there are so many that are out there. And I mean, it's constantly changing the list. Yeah. I mean, he confessed up right until the time he died. He died in two, he died in 2020, and I mean, he he confessed to two Florida murders in November of 2020. One of which was a male, which was not like he had killed a a couple of males, mm-hmm. but he he definitely had a type in the fact that he went for like high risk lifestyles. Mm-hmm. Women who were involved in sex work, women who were involved in drugs, alcoholism, women who were very vulnerable and were probably looking to either make some money or to, and it kind of gives me that vibe of like the West Mesa murders that we talked about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Some of those could be his. I mean, I don't think the timeline fits, but I just, yeah. I mean, he just like literally, I think he knew that he was never going to get out of prison. And it's like at that point, it's like I might as well just tell everyone everything, everything that I did. So by the end of 2018, they had confirmed 34 of his killings. And then more recently, now they've added up to 60. It's just this, this case is a bit this case is a bit overwhelming because this could be like I know Tara and I were talking about it and I was like, this could be like a five part if we wanted to talk about every single victim. But there's just so much of it. Yeah. Oh, my God. There's just so much of it. And he's, you know, I mean, he was arrested because he was facing like charges of narcotics. And then obviously he, when you get arrested, they take your DNA. And then that's when those three murders popped up. So it's like, you know, this all started in 2012, which is not that long ago. That's less than 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. I think he had been in in and out of prison from like 2005 to now or until the 2012. Also, there could be more murders out there we don't know about. Yeah. He also was getting older. Like, that's the other thing you have to think about is that, you know, he was definitely up there. Mm 
mm-hmm. in age. And I mean, we I know we've seen it happen with older murderers who get out. But I mean, I think it's a good thing that he's he won't well get he's out. Dead. I mean, he has he? can. <laughs> right, right. That's what I mean. I mean, that's what I meant. But I mean, even if it wasn't, I mean, he was serving four life sentences without the possibility of parole. He was not only found guilty in California, but he was also found guilty in Texas and Ohio. And then they're still like charging him with, which also, this is one of those interesting things. It's like Mm -hmm. now that he has passed, how will they, will they like retroactively go after him? Mm -hmm. You know, I think they were looking at it with like Aaron Hernandez. In that case? Yeah, there was some case where they were doing that. So Sam Little was still confessing up until last year. By the way, he had a long-time girlfriend, which is weird. And she supported him. And yeah. And so at that point, he in December of 2020, he had diabetes in a heart condition. And he ended up passing away on December 30th. 2021 was like, you may not enter, sir. We're done. We're just done. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there's a documentary out there called Confronting a Serial Killer. And they talk about him. So if you want to check that out, you can. There is a lot on him. Like I said, this case is extremely overwhelming with the amount of information because you have a killer who can just like, it's almost like how Ed Kemper, like every anytime somebody would talk to him, he would just talk but sam little actually was just like i would like to confess all of these things and sat down and confessed it all and he's kind of the most he's the sneakiest of all the serial killers because up until this point like i didn't know who he was right like i think a lot of people will be like who who's sam little samuel little no i mean i thought Mm -hmm. he like literally i thought he was the grim sleeper which is a totally different case which we will cover later on (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So I didn't want to go into too much detail because this is one of those cases that like, like I keep saying, it's just it's super overwhelming. And it's just it's very depressing. But there is a lot of info out there. So I will definitely have a lot of links for you guys to check on the show notes so that you would be able to like, look at that if you guys want to. But other than that, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Okie dokie. If you want to have your own patron select episode, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com and signing up. And yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.